The only way I can justify the project is to imagine the vigilance of a detective whose work is so thorough it produces no significant results for anyone. He's my hero. His patience allows me to be myself. Joe Winderoth. Joshua Johnston was born and raised in Caneyville, Kentucky. His work has appeared in publications such as Sprung Formal, Hobart, Spork, Word Riot, and Queen Mob's Tea House. He is co-founding editor of Frontier Slumber and currently lives in Bloomington, Indiana, where he's pursuing an MFA at Indiana University. Welcome to The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus Dorsey. Josh, what poems have you brought for us today? Four Notable Presidential Events in Photographic History 1843 John Quincy Adams becomes the first president to have his picture taken. The new technology frightens and depresses him immediately. His assistants place the camera in his lap in an effort to ease his anxiety, and through his tears, Adams strokes the device and attempts to speak to it. Eventually, he has calmed down long enough for the photograph to be taken, but the trauma of the event will stay with him for the rest of his life. 1898. William McKinley becomes the first president to own and regularly operate a handheld camera. He shows little interest in human subject matter, preferring instead to shoot objects such as empty chairs, curtain windows, and bathroom fixtures throughout the White House. At an exhibition of his work in 1972, the photos are referred to by critic Susan Sontag as startling testaments to the impotency of power. 1955. Dwight D. Eisenhower becomes the first president to get his own television program. Episodes are planned depicting the president engaging in such activities as visiting a petting zoo and reading the Bible to the occupants of a nursing home. The series is scrapped almost immediately due to Eisenhower's inability to ignore the camera's presence. He is unable to go for more than 30 seconds without glancing at the lens, often waving or nodding. 1974. Gerald Ford becomes the first president to smile in his official portrait. The unprecedented sight of a sitting president's teeth in such a formal setting rivets the nation. Time magazine describes the event as a new moon suddenly born into the blackest part of space. When asked about his decision to smile in the photo, Ford says, I've learned most of what I know from reading books, and my favorite book of all is my body. And this one's just called History. My time as an inventor was mostly uneventful. I devoted years to frivolous objects, trinkets meant mainly to amuse children or those still stuck in childhood, gadgets capable of bringing new ease to household tasks that were already painfully easy to begin with. There was one project I was genuinely invested in, though, the design of this new type of water filter. The water cycle was all the talk of the people back then, and panic clung to every word. They were disturbed by the thought of all that history making its way into their bodies. Water that had slicked the fur of long extinct creatures washing against their teeth and gums. Water that had buoyed armadas sliding down their throats. Water that had bathed the faces of wholly unremarkable men and women sloshing around their stomachs. My filter was designed to extract all of it. The only problem was where to dispose of all that history after it was removed. It was initially proposed that we dump it into the ocean, but that would just perpetuate the dilemma. 
It was then suggested that we fire it into space. There was simply no room in the budget. Ultimately, we decided to hide it in plain sight, to spread it out in every conceivable public space. Before long, people had grown so used to it, they forgot it was even there. You've been listening to Joshua Johnston on The Poet's Weave. I'm Romaine Rubinus-Dorsey.